Warning, this podcast may contain strong explicit language as this is my personal opinions on football. Listener discretion advised. You are now listening to The Stumpy Show. What is up guys and you already know what it is. It's another episode of The Stumpy Show. And I'm your host, Kyle Stump, aka Stumpy. And week three... No different than the others. A good amount of unpredictability going on. So let's get right into it. And the first game was a Thursday night header between the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Cleveland Browns. And this game, this was no different than their other matchups. Kind of intense, to say the least. As for the Steelers, Mitch Trubisky went 20 for 32. Throwing for 207 yards. And that's only in the passing game, as always. But no touchdowns or interceptions. And in the rushing game, game, Najee Harris had 15 carries for 56 yards and one touchdown on the day. Although not to mention Trubisky had a rushing touchdown as well. But it wasn't for long distance. In the receiving game, Deontay Johnson had eight receptions. For 84 yards. And also with that. With the receiving core. I gotta mention. A hell of a hell of a one handed catch. By NFL young boy himself. George Pickens. Despite him not having the best game. Game in recent memory. I mean. This is one of the reasons why he could have. He kind of should have more targets. But they're not giving him the ball. I mean, maybe one of these days when Kenny Pickett does become their starter, that might change. But it might not. And on defense, Alex Highsmith had one and a half sacks on the day. Not much. I mean, not a bad game. And for the Browns, Jacoby Brissett went 21 for 31, passing for 220 yards and thrown two touchdowns on the day. And in the in the and for the running rushing core, Nick Chubb had 23 carries for 113 yards and one touchdown. I mean, he it kind of makes sense because he's probably the only one besides Miles Garrett who's carrying the team. And and with the receiving core, Amari Cooper had seven receptions for 101 yards and one touchdown, as he is the first. First Cleveland Brown wide receiver since Josh Gordon to go back-to-back 100-yard receiving games. And that seems like forever. Because the Browns have not been that good consistently for a very long time. And also, David Njoku had nine receptions for 89 yards and a touchdown. And also for the defense, Jacob Phillips had one sack on the day. But other than that, not much to be excited about. But but the Browns would go on to win, win this game with a final score of 29-17. Next up, we go on down to MetLife Stadium as the Cincinnati Bengals took on the New York Jets. And in this game, after two sluggish games, to say the least... Joe Burrow got things going for the Bengals as he went 23 for 36, 
for 275 passing yards and threw for three touchdowns. I mean, better than three interceptions in that one game. Well, the first game back against the Steelers. And in the receiving game, Tyler, Tyler Boyd had four receptions for 105 yards and a touchdown on the day. And T. Higgins had five receptions for 93 yards on the day. I mean, they're waking up a little bit, to say the least. And on defense, they finally got something going as Trey Hendrickson had two and a half sacks on the day. And also not to mention that Logan Wilson and Jesse Bates each had an interception on the day for the Bengals' defense. I mean, they're starting to wake up a little bit. It's a start. And for the Jets, Joe Flacco went 28 for 52 for 285 yards, no touchdowns, and threw two interceptions on the day. Boy. That's a stinker. I mean, a long way from his Super Bowl performance in Baltimore. And for the receiving core, Tyler Conklin had eight receptions for 84 yards. And one wide receiver, one rookie wide receiver who's been lining it up lately, Garrett Wilson, had six receptions for 60 yards. Not a bad game. And on defense, had a solid game. Sheldon Rankins had a sack. And when when this guy is not yelling at his defensive coordinator about something on the sideline, Quinn Williams had one sack on the day as well. And this game was not even close as the Bengals woke up finally after that Super Bowl hangover so far. And went on to defeat the Jets with a final score of 27-12. to Next up, we go on down to Carolina as the Panthers took on their division rival, the, Saint, the New Orleans Saints. And in this game for the Saints, I mean, they, got, they were sluggish to say the least at first. But tried to pick it up, but we'll get more into that later. As for the Saints, Jameis Winston went 25 for 41, passing for 353 yards, one touchdown, and a whopping two turnovers. Yep, you gotta love those turnovers. Mm, delicious. And in the rushing game, Alvin Kamara had 15 carries for 61 yards. And in the receiving game, another rookie wide receiver who's lighting it up, as a matter of fact, was Garrett Wilson's teammate, at Ohio State, that being Chris Olave, having nine receptions for an impressive 147 yards, but did not score a touchdown in that game. And also, Traquan Smith had four receptions for 105 yards. And in this game, game on defense, the two-headed monster of Demario Davis and Cam Jordan each had a sack on the day. And for the Panthers, on the other hand, Baker Mayfield went 12, 12 for 25 for 170 yards and a touchdown. And in the rushing game, and as mentioned numerous times, over 100 times, when he isn't injured, Christian McCaffrey being effective as possible, having 25 carries for 108 yards.
And in the receiving game, LaVisca Chenault had two receptions for 90 yards and a touchdown. And on defense, they looked like they looked like a top ten defensive unit. Unit. And they kinda are when everybody's healthy. Healthy. Jeremy Chin had a sack on the day and two interceptions for the Panthers defense. That being one by um, by twenty twenty first rounder Derek Brown and twenty twenty one first rounder and son of former Saints wide receiver Joe Horn, his son JC Horn. Had an interception on the day. And Carolina came away with the upset. After thinking the Saints were going to win this easily. No bueno. As the Carolina Panthers won this game with a final score of 22-14. Next we head to Foxborough as my New England Patriots had their home opener against the Baltimore Ravens. And they did not go the way that the Pats expected. As for the Ravens, Lamar Jackson had went 18 for 29 for 218 yards, passing four touchdowns and an interception. Not to mention with Lamar Jackson having 11 carries for 107 yards and one touchdown on the ground. And in the receiving game, who else but Mark Andrews had... Eight receptions for 89 yards and two touchdowns. And Rashad Bateman had two receptions for 59 yards. And this, this defense, stats all over the place. As Patrick Queen had a sack on the day, Brandon Copeland had a sack as well. And... Interceptions galore, to say the least. As three players each had one interception, that being that being Marlon Humphrey, Marcus Peters, and Josh Burns. Man, it did not go the Pats way, to say the least. As for the Patriots, Mac Jones went 22 for 32 for 321 yards. Did not score a touchdown. Well, just score a touchdown on the on the on the run, but not passing. And had a whopping three interceptions. And not to mention that he came out came out at the end with a high ankle sprain and will be out for a couple of games. And part of me is thinking, God help us all. Unless Bailey Zappi will probably be another Tom Brady. And comes in out of nowhere and then lights up the entire NFL. But I don't know if I see that happening. And in the rushing game, both Ramondre Stevenson and Damian Harris each had a touchdown. But Stevenson had 12 carries for 73 yards and that touchdown. And Damian Harris had 11 carries for 41 yards. And in the receiving game, um, out of nowhere, impressive game for Devontae Parker, who had five receptions for 156 yards receiving. And also Kendrick Bourne had four receptions for eighty for 58 yards. And on defense, had an all right game as Matthew Judon had a sack on the day 
And Jonathan Jones had his first interception of the year. And out of nowhere, solid performance. Well, kind of impressive to say the least for Dietrich Wise, who not a man you'd expect to put up these numbers, but three sacks on the day. All in the first half. But yeah, somebody like Dietrich Wise. I mean, I mean, I'm not the biggest diehard Pats fan, but to say the least, I don't expect somebody like him to put up three sacks in one game. I mean, something kicked in. I don't know what it is. But some of this was not was not good enough to beat the Ravens. As the Ravens won this game with a final score of 37 to 26. And next up, we head to our nation's capital as the Washington Commanders took on the Philadelphia Eagles. And uh, a guy who's come out of nowhere and probably placed his name in the MVP hunt, that being Jalen Hurts, went, went 22 for 35, for pa passing for over 340 yards and throwing three touchdowns on the day. I mean, I kind of said it at the beginning of the season that this could be a sleeper team that nobody expects at first, but could go the distance this year. And in the receiving game, game the two-headed monster of Devontae Smith and A.J. Brown put up quite the performance as Smith had eight receptions for 196 yards and one touchdown. And A.J. Brown had five receptions for 85 yards and his first touchdown of the season. And this game was pretty much won by the defense as they were all over Carson Wentz. As Brandon Graham had two and a half sacks on the day. And, uh, and three different players had one and a half sacks. That being Hassan Reddick, Jonathan Sweat, and Fletcher Cox. And also Javon Hardgraves and TJ Edwards each had one sack on the day. Yeah. They could go to distance and stats like these kind of show it. But then again, they were facing a commander's team that was kind of weak. And not the best quarterback in Carson Wentz. And speaking of Wentz, he went 25-43. and 30, 43. For 211 yards passing. And in the receiving game, who else can put up put up a solid performance and keep them in the game besides Terry McLaurin, who had six receptions for 102 yards. I mean, Jahan Dotson's looking solid as well, but he didn't have quite the game that he's been having in recent weeks. And in this game, game Jamin Davis who pretty much had a bus label on him early in his career, has had quite the game, having two sacks on the day. But it was far from beating the Eagles. As the Eagles Eagles ran away with this game with a final score of 24-8. to eight. And next up, we go on down to Soldier Field as the Houston Texans took on the Chicago Bears. The Bears. And in this game for Houston, we had a problem. 
as Davis Mills went 20 for 32, passed for 250, 245 yards, threw one touchdown and a whopping two interceptions. Not the best performance, to say the least. And, and in the rushing game, at rookie Dameron Pierce had 20 carries for 80 yards and had a touchdown on the day. And in the receiving game, Chris Moore had three receptions. Am I right? Yeah, three receptions for 63 yards on the day. And on defense, and a solid performance. As Jalen Pitry had had a sack and two interceptions on the day, and for also also Jerry Hughes had two sacks on the day for the Texans defense, and 2022 first rounder rounder Derek Stingley Jr. had a sack on the day as well. And for the Bears, on the other hand, Justin Fields went 8 for 17 for, for 106 yards. No touchdowns and two interceptions. Not the kind of game you'd want out of Fields. But some of this is kind of expected. As he kind of didn't really need that need to have a good passing game. As his running back, Khalil Herbert, did pretty much that for him. Having 20 carries for 157 yards and two touchdowns. And not to mention mention that their on their defense, Roquan Smith and Eddie Jackson each had an interception. And also Justin Jones had a sack on the day for the Bears defense. And this game came down to the wire. As in the final minutes, minutes came in Cairo Santos. To kick a field goal for a for the win, as the Chicago Bears go to two and one, and the Texans go to two, oh two and one, with a final score: Bears twenty three, Texans twenty. And next up, we go to the coldest place on earth, as the Minnesota Vikings took on the De on the Detroit Lions. And in this game, for the Lions, they put up quite the fight. As Jared Goff went 25 for 41 for 277 yards, one touchdown and one interception. And in the rushing game, Jamal Williams had 20 carries for 87 yards and, and went in for two touchdowns. And, and the Lions receiving core is proven to be not useless as Josh Reynolds had six receptions for 96 yards, and Amon Ross St. Brown had six receptions for 73 yards on the day. And on defense, Alex Enzalone had one sack on the day, and even though he never had an interception or a sack in this game, Jeff Okuda is looking like he's not that much of a bot bust as he's been doing quite well with shutting down opposing wide receivers lately and some of those stats against some of the other receivers don't lie
and for the Vikings, Kirk Cousins went 24 for 41 for 260 yards and threw for two touchdowns. And in the rushing game, Dalvin Cook had 17 carries for 96 yards and one touchdown. And in the receiving game, not the best game for Justin Jefferson, but the person who took over for that was K.J. Osborne, who had five receptions for 73 yards and a touchdown. And Adam Thielen had six receptions for 61 yards and a touchdown. And not to mention that that this game was a very close, to say the least. With the lot with the Lions being up being up twenty-four to fourteen. But the but the Vikings scored two two unanswered touchdowns in the fourth quarter, one of them being being a go-ahead touchdown from Kirk Cousins to KJ Osborne. And and as Jared Goff was trying to bring the Lions down the field to win it, and it's he threw two passes to jo- Josh Metellus, who had who the first time threw it to Metellus, dropped it, and then the second time he intercepted it to end the game, as the Lions pretty much blew it towards the end, with the Vikings winning this game with a final score of 28. To 24. Next up, we go on down to Hard Rock Stadium as the Miami Dolphins took on the Buffalo Bills. And for the Bills, Josh Allen had quite the game going 42 for 63 for 400 yards exactly passing and threw two touchdowns in the process. And in the receiving game, the leading receiver was Devin Singletary, one of their running backs who had nine receptions for 78 yards and a touchdown. And Isaiah McKenzie had seven receptions for 76 yards and a touchdown. And Stephon Diggs had seven receptions for 74 yards on the day. And on defense, Gregory Russo continues to impress of having one and a half sacks on the day. And nothing else, nothing else other than that. And for the Miami Dolphins, Tua Tagovailoa went 13 for 18 for 186 yards passing and one touchdown. Kind of a far cry from his previous game. But then again, in this game, he didn't have to come back from a long deficit. And in the in the receiving game, Jalen Waddle had four receptions for 102 yards. And on defense, Javon Holland, Holland had one, 1.5 sacks on the day. Hey, and Melvin Ingram had, had two sacks on the day. Kind of going back to his L.A. Chargers days. And this game was kind of close as even though the Dolphins took a safety, they would go on to score a touchdown in the fourth quarter. And and as the Bills were trying to run up the field and try to bring the ball within field goal range, it just wasn't meant to be. As after a pass from Josh Allen to Isaiah McKenzie, he connected. They tried to get back to the ball to try to spike it to set 
set up their kicker for a very long field goal, but the time just ran out, and it kind of led to their offense coordinator having a temper tantrum in the skybox. As the Miami Dolphins continue to be undefeated, as the Dolphins and the Eagles are the two remaining undefeated teams, as the Miami Dolphins won this game with a final score of 21-19. And next up, we head on down to Lucas Oil Stadium, as the Indianapolis Colts took on the Kansas City Chiefs. And in this game, for the Chiefs, Patrick Mahomes went 20 for 35, for 262 yards, one touchdown, and one whopping interception. And in the receiving game, Juju Smith-Schuster ended up becoming the the leading receiver in this game, as Smith-Schuster had five receptions for 89 yards, and also Travis Kelsey had four receptions for 58 yards and a touchdown. And on defense, Nick Bolton had two sacks on the day. And Legereus Sneed had one sack as well for the Saints defense. And Carlos Dunlap and Frank Clark each had one sack as well. So nobody was, not many people were slacking on that front seven. And for the Colts, Matt Ryan... Wasn't wasn't ice as he went 27 for 37 for 222 yards and threw for two touchdowns. And in the rushing game, game Jonathan Taylor had 21 carries for 71 yards. And in the receiving game, Michael Pittman Jr. had eight receptions for 72 yards. And Alec Pierce had a solid game with putting up with putting up three receptions for 61 yards. And both those touchdowns went to uh, to uh, Jelani Woods. Jelani Woods who did not quite the game and but both his touchdown passes were in the end zone. Two receptions for 13 yards. And this game was very close. As mentioned, Matt Ryan brought the ball all downfield for one of those touch for one of those remaining touchdowns. And as Patrick Mahomes was about to seal it, out to seal it, it's the ball ball was thrown to Smith Schuster, but off the hand hands of Smith Schuster. And into the hands of Rodney McLeod. And after being really sluggish the first two games, the Colts came around with the upset and ended up winning with a final score of 20-17. And next up, we head to the Music City as the Las Vegas Raiders took on the Tennessee Titans. And in this game... For the Raiders, Derek Carr went 26 for 44 for 303 yards and threw for two touchdowns and threw for one interception. Not bad, minus the interception. 
And in the rushing game, Josh Jacobs had 13 carries for 66 yards. And in the receiving game, kind of a breakout game for Mac Hollins, who had eight receptions for 158 yards and a touchdown. I mean, you could probably see Devontae Adams putting up those numbers, but he didn't put up those numbers, as Adams had five receptions for 36 yards and a touchdown. And in this game, game Max Double X Crosby had a sack on the day. And also, also former New England Patriot Deron Harmon had an interception in, in this game. And for the Titans, on the other hand, and Ryan Tannehill went 19 for 27 for 264 yards, passing one touchdown and one interception. And in the rushing game, King Henry himself, Derrick Henry, had 20 carries for 85 yards and a touchdown. And it, and Henry had five receptions for 58 yards in, in the receiving game. And in this game, in the receiving column, it looked like new receiver Robert Woods, who was picked up by the Titans in in a trade with the Rams in the offseason. Had quite the game. Had four receptions for 85 yards. And on the Titans defense, Robert Weaver maybe had a sack on the day. And, and also for the Titans, Kevin Byard had an interception in this game. And this game was very close as... As the Titans were leading at one point, and the Raiders almost came back and won this game, but it wasn't meant to be, as the Titans would win this game with a final score of 24-22. to And next up, we head on to L.A. as the L.A. Chargers took on the Jacksonville Jaguars. And this game, the Jaguars came out of nowhere as Trevor Lawrence... Went 28 for 39 for 262 yards and threw for three touchdowns. And in the rushing game, James Robinson continues to impress as he had 17 carries for 100 yards and a touchdown. And in the receiving core, Zay Jones had 10 receptions for 85 yards and a touchdown. And Christian Kirk had six receptions for 72 yards. And a touchdown. And on defense, Devin Lloyd had the lone interception for the Jaguars' defense on the day. And and Dwayne Smoot had a sack on the day for the Jaguars' defense. And for the Chargers, there's Justin Herbert went 25 for 45. For 297 yards and a touchdown and an interception. And in the receiving game, game Josh Palmer had around, around 99 yards and six receptions on the day. And, and Jalen Guyton had two receptions for 64 yards for the... For the Chargers offense. And. 
And that game for the Chargers' defense was just horrendous. No sacks, no interceptions, no nothing. My question is to the Chargers, how do you let that happen against the Jacksonville Jaguars? I mean, I knew that the Jaguars weren't going to be worse than last year. But this? Come on, Chargers. You know you could do better. As the Jacksonville Jaguars upset the Chargers with a final score of 38-10. to Next up, we go on down to Arizona as the Los Angeles Chargers took on the Arizona Cardinals. And in this game, kind of an, a little bit of an off night for Matthew Stafford, but not really at the same time. As Stafford went 18 for 25 for 249 yards. No touchdowns, no interceptions. And in the rushing game, Cam Akers had 12 carries for 61 yards and a touchdown. And not to mention that Cooper Cup had a 20-yard had a touchdown. 20-yard rushing touchdown on the day. And only thing notable on defense right now is a sack by two players, Terrell Lewis and Aaron Donald. And in this game for the Cardinals, Kyler Murray went 37 for 58 for 314 yards passing. I mean, those kind of numbers you don't expect out of Kyler Murray. But, I mean, with that contract year and then having him do film study for four hours every week, kind of makes sense. And in the receiving game, Marquise Hollywood-Brown had 14 receptions for 140 yards on the day. And, a and a number two receiver who's been taken over for DeAndre Hopkins... And that being Greg Dritch. I think that's how you pronounce his name. I'm not sure 100%. Had a solid game with a with having nine receptions for 80 yards. And on defense, one of the most no, one of the notable things on there was JJ Watt having a sack in that game. And this game was pretty much close, but but it was not a, but it wasn't enough for the Cardinals to try to come back and win this game, as the Rams won this game with a final score of twenty to twelve. And next up, we have a legendary quarterback matchup between Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady, as the Green Bay Packers went to Raymond James Stadium to take on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and for this game, Aaron Rodgers. Had a solid game, going 27 for 35, for 255 yards passing, two touchdowns, and an interception on the day. I mean, not a bad performance. And this game was kind of a breakout game for rookie wide receiver Romeo Dubs, as in this game, had eight receptions for 73 yards and a touchdown. And also, not to mention that Randall Cobb had two receptions for 57 yards. And on defense, one of, one of the notable things was Kenny Clark having two sacks on Tom Brady. And also, Rashawn Gary having a sack as well in that game. And for the Buccaneers, Tom Brady 
went 31 for 42 for 271 yards and a touchdown. I mean, better, better performance this time around than that game against the Saints. And not to mention that he didn't have many of his receivers as as Chris Godwin was recovering from a torn ACL and hasn't made a season debut yet. And Mike Evans was suspended due to that fight against the against Marshawn Lattimore, cornerback of the New Orleans Saints. But pretty much to try to save the day was Russell Gage, who had 12 receptions for 87 yards and a touchdown. And the only thing notable was Logan Hall having a sack on the day and former New England Patriot Logan Ryan had an interception, a lone interception in this game. As this game was kind of close, as the as the Packers had this in the bag, but almost blew it, as the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, as the Green Bay Packers won this game with a final score of fourteen to twelve. And after this, we go on to Seattle as the Seahawks took on the Atlanta Falcons. And in this game, not the most exciting, but it was close. As for the Falcons, Marcus Mariota went 13 for 20 for 229 yards, one touchdown and an interception. And not to mention Mariota had a rushing touchdown later on in that game. And in the rushing game, Cordero Patterson at 17 carries for 141 yards and a touchdown. And the receiving core continued to get going as Kyle Pitts started to get going as he had five receptions for 87 yards. And Drake London continues to impress on the wide receiver core as he had three receptions for 54 yards and a touchdown. And not to mention... Mention on defense, Grady Jarrett and Lorenzo Carter each had a sack on the day. And Richie Grant had an interception in this game for the Falcons defense. I mean, they're doing better. Falcons are doing better on defense. And for the Seahawks, Geno Smith can had solid numbers as he went 32 for 44. For 325 yards. And he threw for two touchdowns. And an interception. And in the rushing game. Rashad Penny had 14 carries. For 66 yards. And in the receiving game. Tyler Lockett. Had nine receptions. For 76 yards. And DK Metcalf had five receptions. For 64 yards. And a touchdown. I mean, improvement, improvement. That's all we can ask for. And for for the Seahawks defense, Daryl Taylor had a sack. And also, and also, Quentin Jefferson had a sack on the day for the Saint for the Seahawks defense. And also Kobe Bryant, not, not Kobe Kobe. Another Kobe Bryant. Not spelled K-O-B-E, but C-O-B-Y. 
had a sack on the day. And oddly enough, he was not wearing 24. And also on, on the Seahawks defense, Tariq Wood, Woodley, and Woolen, yeah, Tariq Woolen had an interception on the day. And the, the score in the third quarter, ending into the fourth, was 27-23 Falcons. And that was what the final score ended up being as nobody scored in the fourth quarter, with the Falcons winning 27-23. Up, we go on down to the Rocky Mountains as the San Francisco 49ers took on the Denver Broncos. And in this game, this was more of a defensive kind of game as both quarterbacks didn't really show up at, at first. But for the 49ers, Jimmy Garoppolo went 18 for 29 for 211 yards, one touchdown, and one interception. And that was in the passing game. And in the rushing game, Jeff Wilson had 12 carries for 75 yards. And in the receiving game, Debo Samuel had 5 receptions for 73 yards. And on defense, more than one person had a sack on the day. Well, four different players, that being Kenny Givens, Nick Bosa, Drake Jackson, and Kerry Hyder each having a sack on the day. Getting to Russell Wilson. And as for Wilson, he went 20 for 33 for 184 yards. I mean, for a former multi-time Pro Bowler and a former Super Bowl champion, a very off night for Wilson. And in the, in the rushing game, Javante Williams had 15 carries for 58 yards. And in the receiving game, Cortland Sutton had eight receptions for 97 yards. And just like the and just like the 49ers, four people each had a sack on the day, that being Randy Gregory, Bradley Chubb, Chubb, Mike Purcell, and Jonah and jo Josie jo Jewel. Each having a sack on the day for the for the Broncos. And they also had an interception, which was by Jonas Griffith. And this game came down the wire, and this was a game that was ended by one. Not many football games end by one. As the Denver Broncos won this game with a final score of 11-10. And lastly, we head to a NFC least Monday night game as the Dallas Cowboys took on the New York Giants. And for the for the Cowboys, Cooper Cooper Rush continued to impress as he went 21 for 31 for 215 yards and a touchdown. And on the ground, it was a big game for Tony Pollard and Ezekiel Elliott as Pollard had 12 carries for 105 yards. And for Elliott, he had 15 receptions, 15 carries for 73 yards and a touchdown. And in the receiving game, C.D. Lamb had eight, eight receptions for 87, 87 yards and a touchdown. And 
And also a guy that's can that pretty much stepped up this season so far, Noah Brown, had five receptions for 54 yards. And on defense, a big game for Demarcus Lawrence, who had three sacks on the day. And also Do Donovan Wilson had a sack on the day as well. I mean, the Cowboys weren't sl weren't slacking. Like they know they sometimes do. And Durant Armstrong Jr. had a sack as well. I mean I mean they pretty much show no mercy at in this game. And as for the Giants, Daniel Jones had an off night going twenty for thirty seven for one hundred and ninety six yards. It's no touchdowns. But Jones had nine carries for 79 yards on the ground. And in the rushing game, Saquon Barkley came back to his old self, having 14 carries for 81 yards and a touchdown, to say the least. And the Giants were this close to beating the Cowboys. But all good things. But what it looked like, a fairy tale tale for the Giants. Not going oh and everything in the first couple weeks. The clock struck midnight as Daniel Jones threw an interception to Trayvon Diggs to have the Cowboys win this game with a final score of 23 to 16. Bye bye. <laughs>